there, it's Angela, and I'm so glad you found your way here to architecting. Creative careers can be stressful, and it's hard to be vulnerable, but this is your landing pad for raw honesty. I'll help you get clarity, reconnect with your passion, and have the career of your dreams. If you're ready to make a difference, have an impact, and say bye-bye to burnout, stick with me, and let's get architecting. Hey there, Bright Lights. It's Angela, and welcome back to Architecting. You know I love hanging out with all of you and hopefully giving you a little bit of connection and inspiration that you are not alone. The issues you face, the challenges you have, we've all been there. And the more we can talk about them, the more we can say, how can I, instead of focus on the barriers that we feel are in the way of our success, the more we can be advocates for a better built world and a healthier personal lifestyle, the more we can normalize that and make big changes in the way that practice works. And that's why I love hearing from you. Rosalyn, a wonderful member of our audience, wrote in recently to share an issue about speaking up in meetings. Rosalind had the experience of being in a large meeting for a big project, having lots of consultants in the room, and noticed that some people were very outspoken while others just sat there. And she had some points that she wanted to make, but since other leaders from her firm or not speaking up, she was reluctant to do it as well. She was worried that she might say something that would look dumb or that she might come across as negative. So she asked for some advice about how to feel comfortable speaking up when you're in a large group. I love this question because this is something that many people face. We have different ways of dealing with it. So there are what I call the flexors in the room, the people who very much want to establish their authority, their expertise. You can almost feel this aggressive pushing energy coming off of them. They're trying to establish their place in the hierarchy of those in the group. Then there are the passives, people who sound a little bit like Rosalind, who sit there and literally don't say a word the entire time. If you were to specifically call them out and ask them a question, might get a little bit flustered. It's not that those passive people don't have an opinion or don't have expertise or value to contribute. It's just the frame of the meeting isn't really making them feel comfortable. They like to process a little bit more, to ruminate a little bit more, and they don't feel comfortable just immediately producing an idea or information. Other times it can be imposter syndrome that holds you back and you think that you will say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing or come across the wrong way. Being that passive person is not only 
not serving you as a professional and your career arc, but it's also not serving the project or the issue, whatever reason everyone is gathered, and it's not serving the team dynamic. How do you get comfortable speaking up without being one of those people who are the flexors, but rather be the people in the room who have something meaningful to say, who are compelling, who are really showing up as leaders that others want to follow, not just someone trying to say, I'm in charge or I have power. We have a saying when we meet with clients and we kind of talk about the way that we will interact together through the course of the project, that silence is compliance. When you don't say anything, the assumption is that you agree with what is going on. And especially for the person who is presenting or speaking or has the floor, we think we are making a good point or saying something important or we wouldn't say it. So if others are not challenging us, we assume that they valued what we had to say. However, as Rosalind points out, that isn't always the case. By not speaking up, though, you are losing that opportunity. The diversity of what you can bring to the conversation, the points of view that might have been overlooked, the issues that maybe got glossed over but should have been explored a little bit, aren't being explored because you were that compliant, silent person. You were the passive instead of the leader and the advocate. Let me tell you that I am a huge introvert. At one point in my life, it was painful to have to engage in social interactions, and I still am not the best at it. I will never be holding court in the center of the room telling stories while people talk and laugh around me. However, I find that I can overcome that quietness, that silence, when I can operate in the realm of ideas, in the realm of things I know, where I feel I have something meaningful to contribute, and that that meaningful thing isn't about who I am, but it's about the issue. Because it's a lot easier to speak up when you make it about the issues and the facts than when you worry about how you might come across in the delivery. So being able to point to the facts that takes away the charge of personality dynamics and allows it to be about the issue. So you can acknowledge the value of what others have said, but then you can challenge by asking a question. So it can go something like, that's a really important point, but should we also consider X, Y, Z? That way you haven't created a confrontational environment, but you're still having a chance to say, maybe there's some holes in this, or maybe there's some additional things that should be taken into account. You can also be more of an advocate when you are better prepared. So if you are somebody who likes to take time to process and does not feel comfortable reacting on the fly, 
It's good to have your talking points. I call these the things I won't shut up about. When I am in my role as a healthcare architect, I know that I care about health equity, about salutogenesis, about clinical workspace and respite, about lean processes, about the difference between work as imagined and work as performed, what I like to call what you thought versus what you got, and the ways that we can bump into problems when there's not a good change management plan. These are the things I care about. You may care about other things. The point is that I care about these things. I continuously educate myself about these things, and I continuously put my thoughts about these things out there, not just through projects, but through presentations, through articles, through things I might share on social media. And by doing that, I now have some really good talking points in my head around each of these issues. If we're having a conversation, I can quickly see if one of them got skipped and shouldn't have been. I could respond to something somebody else might have said on one of these issues because I can think back to the issues I've been wondering about or recent challenges I've had or solutions I've got or processes that I use. Much like a politician has a stump speech and they give it over and over and over again so that they don't need a script any longer and they can be really comfortable with it. If you take the issues you really care about and you work to talk about them more and more and more and express them as often as you can, you start to be really comfortable bringing them up in a room. Going back to the first thing that we wanted to think about, making it about the issues, not about you, you've now got a really good set of talking points. So when you highlight this issue, you've got something substantial to say, and you aren't having to say it based on quick reactions in the moment, but considered responses based on deep knowledge that you have, based on ways that you have gotten comfortable expressing these thoughts and these ideas. So that is really the next step in being able to talk without seeming like you are flexing or pushing. People are going to hear what you know, not about you. You don't want to come across as that flexor person, but it's important to share and speak up, is to really make a human connection. Even though you can focus on the facts, even though you've got your talking points, so you have things you feel really comfortable bringing up, data that you can cite on the fly because you know it, you're also sharing it within context. And you're sharing it with an invitation to add on. So, for example, you could say, How will we consider equity in this program? Are we going to have spaces that allow community education or other kinds of programs to be used? What does everyone else think is important? Or how could we learn from the client 
what the needs are or what do you use to learn about what the needs are. We look at a community risk assessment. You know, so you are not just pushing out there. We need to think about equity. And I have got this data that doesn't feel good, right? That feels pushy, that feels aggressive. But the other tactic where you're voicing the need, you're showing that you have your talking points, your deep, rich information, but you're also inviting others to share and co-create, or you're weaving together what you heard two or three people just say. And the point you're making is acknowledging all of their points and tying them together around this issue that you care about. So you found a way to weave the threads and create that convergence. I have to really challenge Rosalind, and if you can identify with Rosalind where you are that passive person, to speak up, to do your homework ahead of time, to have your talking points in place, to read the room and start to notice the different personalities and the issues they seem to care about so that you can weave those in when you speak up because Silence really does come across as compliance. The important things you know, the important things you could be contributing to shaping what is going on will get overlooked. And you cannot afford to wait for somebody else who agrees with you to make your points for you. You've got to start to feel comfortable whether you are an introvert or somebody who's a processor, can't let that be the excuse why you stay silent. A final thing that often comes into play when we don't speak up is fear of not being liked. I have seen people who sit quietly and never voice and opinion and in fact maybe even go out of their way not to offer a point of view in that case the person is hiding a little bit they simply allow themselves to be a blank slate from which people can project whatever they want so they are never controversial they are everybody's friend they are super likable because they stand for nothing Therefore, whatever matters to you, you can assume they agree with and care about too. If you find that you are kind of hiding behind silence or you see people hiding behind silence, just be careful about the assumptions being made. Silence does not necessarily reflect agreement, but it does reflect an unwillingness to have the hard conversations. So know that you may need to approach that person separately later and have that hard conversation one-on-one. Or if it's you, you need to really look at why you are afraid to have these hard conversations. Talk to your boss, talk to your colleagues about how you can voice your thoughts better Give yourself journal prompts every day to say, this is how I feel about 
and write. And it may feel really strange because these are maybe technical, in the weeds, work-related issues, but how do you really feel and why? Get comfortable articulating an opinion so that you can challenge yourself to offer that opinion more often. We live in a world where having conflict is viewed as a negative thing to be avoided at all costs. It's viewed as poor leadership and all of these other negative things that are actually not healthy. Conflict is how we co-create. It's how we consider things we might not have considered. It's how we challenge ourselves and others. It's how we navigate the world. So the absence of conflict is really an emperor has no clothes situation where something could be off track. And because no one will say anything, it just goes further and further and further off track. As part of the architecting community, this is a big thing that we really want to take a stand for. We want to question the premise. Get ourselves comfortable with being wrong, comfortable posing a challenge, comfortable asking questions. And again, doesn't have to be about you. It can be based on the facts. But really make sure you are not hiding behind the silence and seeking the comfort that the complacency of being a blank slate offers. All right, Rosalind, I hope this helped. And for anyone else dealing with this, whether it's you who feels challenged to speak up or you notice it in some of the people that you are working with, I hope that this helped you to get a little better of a sense of why we do this, how to avoid it, and a good way to facilitate a conversation that allows psychological safety while we still have healthy debate and we ask questions. I'd love to hear your thoughts. What happens after you try this? You can always make a post and tag me on Instagram at Architecting Podcast, or you can DM me there. I'm also on LinkedIn, and we have the Architecting Facebook page as well. I always love to hear your insights, and don't forget, wherever you listen to podcasts, like, rate, and review. You can also find Architecting on Google so you can leave your thoughts about the podcast there. It really does help others to understand what we're all about in this community and to join if they feel so called. So your voice does matter. Leave your thoughts. I so appreciate it. All right, everyone. Take care. I love you. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you want even more content, head on over to architectingpodcast.com and subscribe to my newsletter and get some great free downloads while you're there. Be sure to follow me on social media on Instagram at Architecting Podcast, Facebook and LinkedIn pages are Architecting, and the YouTube channel Architecting Podcast. Stay inspired. <laughs>